Hello everybody and welcome to episode 42 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me as always we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. Okay, so Anthony just returned from Sydney where you played the original championship pioneer. So, you know, you have all the crazy stories about your favorite city in the world, Anthony. How was it this time? Well, I don't know. I'm going to my favorite city in the world in a couple of weeks. Uh, did you mean my least favorite city? I was there. I was there recently. Sydney. Have you heard of it? You probably haven't. All the way uh, in Europe. We, Not I, much to say about I it. I really. have. It's, it, it's the capital of Australia, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> can't even, no, it's no, not. It's even scripted. <laughs> no, it's not. He might really think that. I don't know. I know. No, it's not. No, no, no. I know, I know it's not. I know it's not. Eh, thank goodness. I wanted to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But... I enjoyed a uh, lot of geography before the discovery of the internet. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's where I was. Sydney. In, in Sydney. You were in Sydney yes. last weekend. And uh, you played some magic. You played a Pioneer RC. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people uh, from there, how many? Eight players qualified to the Pro Tour. 12. And uh, one of them. Oh, 12. Nice. Wow. Uh, <laughs> one player yeah. got on 60, as opposed to everyone else. And one, and yeah. one player got there on 60. Nice. Congrats what to a master. Henry Sims. Yeah. Nice. You're... But also, congrats to Ben Camp, who won the whole thing. With uh, Mono White Humans, Zenny's teammate. Always happy to see. Um, I also saw a nice picture of uh, uh, Anthony, Zen, and Ben uh, all together because you are the three people that uh, uh, are going to Worlds from uh, the uh, from the Australian region, which is very nice. Yeah, it's sick. I don't know if Ben is going to be able to come, but uh, yeah, def the three of us qualified. It's kind of cool. Uh, Zen pointed out to me. Was it Zen? Someone pointed out to me. No, it was Zen. Zen pointed out to me that if I hadn't beat David Mines in the finals of the first one, it would have been that that testing team would have put three people from the same, from that same group uh, to win every single RC here. So that's um, that's quite something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> strong performance. Yeah. Strong, very strong performance overall. Then I guess. How, how big was the how big was the tournament this time? Uh, you know? it was. 181 players or something yeah 100. yeah it looks like mdg Millis is 180. okay yeah, maybe someone didn't show up i don't know it was, it was 180 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah 180 okay okay and then and then kind of weird right that the the pt is so close to the rc so like it's almost impossible to find the uh, uh, reasonable price uh, air air airfare at, at this point. Yeah, that's kind of a lost cause flight from Australia, season. though. Like, I mean, it is worse, obviously, when it's this close. But you know, f flying for a reasonable price is somewhat of a foregone conclusion uh, from Australia. So, you know, I I think uh, quite and a few of these people are going. So that's that'll be nice to see. You you say you're going to your most favorite city soon. Is mm -hmm. that Barcelona? Uh, no, it's because I'm oh, I'm going wow, to uh, I'm, I'm going to Barcelona via Berlin. So, you know, how oh, could I, how could Barcelona be my favorite city? That's yeah. Wow. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been strange. 
It would have been Why? strange. Why? It would have been strange. Why strange? No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making fun because it's the city of your lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same actually. <laughs> but we, 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 we treat Anthony very well when he comes. You, you he know? does. It's very impressive. Uh, the food in the food there is very impressive. Although I don't know how much of it is to do with, I don't know. Like, I feel like I have a very uh, biased experience because most of the food I ate is prepared by Javier's family. Which seems like it must be a lot better than average. So, like, maybe, you know, I, I don't know if Barcelona food is always that good. Or maybe he's just, maybe his family is just, like, quite a bit better, right? It's like you would be saying that Spain has lots of amazing magic players because of Javier, but I don't know. Maybe it's true, but I don't, you can't know that just by looking at one person, you know? It's not a, there's not enough of a sample size. So, in, you know, out of scientific interest, you know, um, I'll have to eat more when I go there. Yeah, I mean, this time in the pity house, you will get a chance to eat in non-mom cooked meals. So yeah, you know, for science, that, that's science. Let's see, let's see how the science goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tell us about the tournament. I mean, we know the tournament. Hundred players and uh, the Australian RC. What did you play? Why and how did you feel about it? I mean, we know it, but we yeah, well, a great question. Well. Uh, why, why did I play? Why so? Because we, talk, because we talk about it before the tournament. We discuss here, yeah, actually, of course. Uh, what we will play. So I also play Tavainer this weekend. I will, I will talk about this later. But what, what were your conclusions? What was your direction? Okay, so I played Blue-White Control, which a lot of people found surprising. Uh, not least myself. And uh, it was kind of <laughs> funny, because obviously when the list went up, like pe people that I know from across the world saw it at a staggered rate, you know, because of time zones, right? Like, we are not... Australia is not in the same time zone as uh, Europe or the US, so people would wake up and then they would send me an abusive message when they saw my deck list, and I was like, "That's pretty. That's fair. That, that's 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 legitimate." Um, so I played blue-eyed control, and the reason for that was that I was I, I thought the meta game seemed right for it. Like Mati talked me into thinking that uh, it, it was well positioned, and I think it might have been. I'm not really sure. Uh, like maybe it's. I think it's. It was in a decent spot for Pioneer in general. But what my thought was, was that uh, Rakdos Sacrifice was the deck to beat. So I expected that a lot of people would play Sacrifice or they would play a deck to beat Sacrifice. And I think the best decks at fighting the Sacrifice, the best decks at fighting the Sacrifice decks are decks like Kiruga or, you know, the decks that go over the top of it, you know? So I thought Blue-White Control might be good because it would both attack the Sacrifice decks and uh, the Kiruga decks because... My understanding from talking to a wide range of players was that they were all going to play Sacrifice or uh, Kiruga, right? Where that went horribly wrong was that what I thought was a wide range of players was just not. And I was very much in a very small bubble. So as soon as I saw the metagame breakdown go out, I was like, oh, no, I'm terribly doomed. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone really wrong. Yeah, I can yeah. see like 15 mono white humans, 14 spirits, and your Rakdos yeah. deck at home. It was just yeah. horrible. Like, I, 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 can, problem... I can feel you. <laughs> yeah, I just knew that it was. That, yeah, so what, what? So the problem was that obviously the you know, the, the players that I knew were of very different range of the field as a whole. And if I had only been playing against, you know, maybe the top X percent of the field, that would have been fine. But the thing is that everybody knows that decks like Sacrifice are really hard to play. So when I when I went to the event and I spoke around to people, lots of people had decided against playing Sacrifice either because it was technically very difficult, which is you know makes sense. I think 
if you're not going to play a deck to its full potential, then it usually won't be right to play that deck unless it's really just an absurd standout. And a lot of people also cited, I think maybe four or five people that I spoke to said they or people in the testing group had chosen not to play Sacrifice because of logistical difficulties in paper. They thought they would miss triggers, miscount with Mayhem Devil, all that sort of thing, and chose not to play it as a result. And that's something that I didn't consider at all. So that meant that Sacrifice was way less popular than I thought it was. And it also seemed that people weren't of the same mind that they would want to try to be sure that they would be Sacrifice decks. I was like, no one is going to bring any deck that just loses to Sacrifice, obviously. So I thought that decks like Karuga would be more popular than Mono White. And if you look at the metagame breakdown, I could not possibly have been more wrong about that. So I tried to, yeah, I tried to make a metagame call that was really, really horrible. Um, and I probably should have done that, maybe. I think, yeah, I I think it was, you know, if, if, if the premises had been true, then maybe this would make sense. But the consequences when the premises were not true was disastrous because then I'm playing blue-eyed control uh, without a very good reason to do so. And, uh, you know, that doesn't go great. I mean, I went 5-3, which is not objectively, like, the worst record ever, but it's obviously not where I, not where I would hope to be performing. I, I was I was also trying very hard to not play black-red because I thought it was so badly positioned. But ultimately, perhaps I should just have played it instead. I don't know. Um, my I mean, logic was that... Game, seeing the metagame, certainly yes, but of course... Yeah, my logic is that... My logic was that um, because I wouldn't be able to test much needing to focus on the formats for Pro Tour Lord of the Rings coming up. So I just wouldn't play any Pioneer games at all before the RC because I already had the uh, Pro Tour and Worlds invites. So it wasn't, like, th th there wasn't much value in preparing for the RC that I would just, uh, that I would have to pick a deck without, not knowing that I wouldn't really be able to test with it beforehand. So that was why I was so focused on making a metagame call. But I mean, I would also have been fine if I just play black red mid range without testing, right? So those were the two options: either play black red or make a meta game call. And I think ultimately, I should probably have guessed that the field would not move so much or be so targeted that it would be it would make sense to make uh, a meta game call like that. Like I think Pioneer was too broad to do that, and the size of these events has continued to grow. And when that happens, I think usually it makes it worse and worse to make metagame calls. I think that was, that was true of all GPs and so on. So, yeah, I think, mm, yeah, I mean, so there were definitely reasons as to what I, why, why I played blue-white. And I think with the benefit of hindsight, it becomes very clear that uh, it wasn't a good idea. But, you know, I, th I think it's worth, it was, it's worth going over that. Yeah. So that's, so I played, so that's why, that's what I played, blue-white really geared to attack sacrifice uh and decks against it uh which is why for example i have i played the card dream trawler which i think is you know the best threat against sacrifice decks and as black red i always felt that was the main card that i struggled with against uh blue white uh and yeah that's about it um the the event was great though uh, i enjoyed it a lot uh thank you to all the people who came up to me and told me that they enjoyed the podcast there were a, i was surprised by how many people said that i appreciate it each time but i mean at the previous rc more than 20 people asked me does the world's invite pass down if you win and i found that annoying after you know the fourth time i was asked or something so the next 17 or so times was annoying but i did not get sick of people telling me that they enjoy listening to us blather on about whatever nonsense we do and 
my uh, cultural enrichment of Andrea Mangucci because I only tell him true things about Australia. <laughs> so, you know, I appreciate that. I, I didn't get tired of that. So thank you very much for those people. Mm. Yeah, the the compliments that happen at Magic Tournament, really, you're like, you'll never seek of those. You know? I, I definitely agree in that one. To be, to be fair, though, this, this event, I probably received as much bullying as I did compliments because specifically I played blue-white. I think literally the only person who didn't laugh at me when they saw that I was playing blue-white was that, uh, before the tournament, you know, I like to do this. I asked the judge, I asked the judge to deck check me and he, and he was the only person to not laugh at me. <laughs> so, you know, that's how you know he's prof professional, by the way. That's how, you know, is uh, Tom Wood Woody, you know, very... Probably, the, I think he's the top judge in Australia for sure, and uh, you know he's the only. That's how professional he is. He didn't he didn't laugh in my face when I handed him, you know, <laughs> three to fairy hero of Dominaria. Why did you two Dream Trawler? I mean, why did you ask? What's that? Why did you ask that? Oh, you did know, make guess? sure there's nothing what, what, wrong. Normally, I check to make sure there's nothing wrong, right? Like you know, there's, there's no mark cards or whatever, bunch of foils, whatever. It's good to check, but uh, in this case, normally, so normally you check to see there's nothing wrong but in this case there was like a bit of me that was hoping there would be something wrong so i'll have an excuse to play something else so you can see i had a little bit a little bit of doubt going in already because i knew it was risky um and then uh when when i saw the medigan breakdown i'm like man i wish i just wish i'd been forced to switch to something else oh well here's what this, it is this this reminds me this reminds me a team event where i was um it was i was going to play a format but then in the morning of that day, I didn't want to play that format anymore. So I asked my teammate to like roll dices to change formats last minute oh my. Uh, for the similar situation. And they accepted it, but I ended up rolling the same format that I was already uh, coming in before. You can't cheat so, fate, uh, Mango. That's destiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a very interesting explanation because I think this is an actual common situation. Like, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time you've been in a situation like this. And it will not be the last one. You have to decide between a deck you think is like better for you, but a deck that's better for the meta game. But you might be wrong. And it's never easy, right? Like it's never easy to no, it go one way or the another. I mean, if I had played Athens, I would have been in a similar situation. Then you yeah, because we were both convinced league. that black red was like the worst thing on the planet, right? Just to exactly. be clear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I will actually have played black red in Athens, even though I think it was could be a bad deck. Uh, and I'm not sure what I will have played in your shoes because I have, I mean, whenever I have played a control deck, it has been in a situation like this, like the yeah. one you just said. So it's, def it's definitely also very hard to say like, yeah, I mean, I will have played this in your shoes because I was not in your shoes. So it's very hard to see it until you are like actually in the situation. I know I will play, I will have, um, I will have played it for Athens. Um, and the, the reason is like, I feel these games are often complicated enough than if you're not gonna test, having a, a bunch of experience with your deck, like having a, an actual super depth knowledge of the archetype, is sometimes going to be enough to make up the the fact that the yeah, deck the sucks, gap, yeah, which yeah, which by the way, to be clear, I think going to a tournament, I will have never expected this meta game to be as good as it was for Ragdos. <laughs> but it's I yeah, it's it's all. I mean, if you still look at the top eight, you know, it's like Christmas land for Ragdos. But like, it's like very hard to know when you're going to be right or wrong. And yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like you can justify going one way or the other. And did I make fun of you because you played blue white? I didn't, right? No, you didn't. Nah. 
<laughs> okay, I, I was That's like, correct. wow, maybe I did, but I don't know because I have played like the Widen tournament. Yeah, you definitely have. I mean, I think I think you're right though. We, you and I, we're, we're just not like control fans or whatever. Like we, usually, we, but I think control might be the best performing archetype for either of us, simply because we only choose it when we're sure and there's a meta game thing. There's a meta game reason, right? Like it's kind of absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's I, a selection I, bias. I'm there confident, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, the time I looked at, well, about, like, a few years ago, I did this, like, you know, try to not, I used to track everything I played, so I actually mm -hmm. track also, like, you know, try yeah, to watch, yeah, Control was my best, but, but not because, yeah, as I said, like, because I only played Control when I was, like, kind of forced to play Control. Not yeah, and then you're like, well, yeah, it's yeah. obviously right, and then you do it, and it is, right? It's like well, when you draft a color, like, yeah, it's similar yeah, to draft. Yeah, like sometimes you people don't draft a color and you're like never draft, you know, blue, but then whenever you draft you win, but it's only because you only draft blue when yeah. it's like hyper open. You open like, like some gigabomb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's uh, it's similar. Yeah, I mean it's very good. I I also had the tournament this weekend, uh where I had a I just played Pioneer at the end. Uh I wanna share a story. I wanna share it now because I, I wanna wanna forget. Then we go back to Anthony's uh mm -hmm. Anthony's experience. The story. I don't know if you know it, Anthony. You know the story of my Which one? Yes, I, I know it. <laughs> Anthony doesn't yeah. know the story, right? I don't think I do. Uh, yeah, I just like so. I decided at the end. I I was like, I'm gonna play. I'd rather just like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna play Lucas uh, on a um, deck like I'm not too light. Mm -hmm. uh, but I work for the uh, the qualifier Valencia uh, in my own version of Omnath, Bring to Light, whatever. So my uh, my biggest conclusion of that tournament and making that deck like for a week, which also the the Adrian the the, the guy I played with to make the deck actually ending. Uh, I mean I didn't play, but I TRed a lot. He played uh, for me, and well the conclusion was that Sunfall was great. Like Sunfall was the most suitable target for Bring to Light, and Adrian also agreed. We were like you know this car so good, and so I just took Honey deck list and I was like yeah, I mean I trust his work a lot, but I really want to play Sunfall, so I. At the end, I just like put sample of a random card that I felt was similar, except, uh, and I posted this in the Discord, <laughs> the kind of Discord, the, the deck plays Yagantha. <laughs> and uh. I do, <laughs> yeah, Oops. I do not recommend playing sample with Yagantha. Also, thank you, Magical Line, for not being like Arena and not remembering me like I was doing something stupid because Arena tells you, like, you know, like, yeah, this you doesn't sure? work, man. Yeah, Magical uh, Line doesn't. Magic, uh, uh, this is classic Magical Line where you carry your own spell and Magical Line said, yep, I mean, of course, sir. That's you what know, you your want. Own spells can't, your, your own spell is countered. Like, you know, at least a, <laughs> Arena goes like, are you sure you're going to carry your own spell? You know, like, that's kind of weird, but if you want to do it, I'll do it. Magical Line is like, you know, gotcha. Because Magical Line, yeah. I feel like always, Magical Line is trying to get you in the, you know, every single corner they can. Like, the same week, I had a Greased. In, in in the legacy one and and I just click like you know I want to sacrifice and I felt like it was doing the target so I click on the sacrifice on the opponent creature and the game goes like no this creature cannot be sacrificed and now I will not let you sacrifice your own creature like what like uh, wh why yeah, is magical line built like this in I had the same I had the same happening to me um, in one of my videos in legacy also I sacrifice a minus two my opponent creature in life and so I click there yeah and, exactly. And but then I played the Grist again yesterday, and that was fixed. Well, like, I couldn't sacrifice my point. I mean, that's anymore. something. But it's like, why is Magical Line trying to get me? Like, why does Magical Line not, not tell me, like, you know, this Yagantha doesn't go? I mean, it's it turns from, like, one color to another, but it doesn't, I just didn't see it, you know? Because uh -huh. it was, like, two, min yeah, two minutes that... before the tournament, so I just didn't see it. 
And and yeah, so I made this like last minute decision and I just obviously obviously perfect against Black Red, lost the first game because I didn't have Gigantic or whatever. Okay, just I, that, that's that's was like very bad. I mean is, like, isn't, this, bad. isn't this the same as when you know, not naming any names, but maybe somebody here might have suggested adding Soul Guide Lantern to Creativity's sideboard. It's kind of reminds that, reminds e- me that e- even even could have been me as well. It could have been. Yeah. You know, I didn't say it, it was. Be, you know, I'm just saying I, I somebody have, here did that. I might have suggested a friend playing Creativity with Lantern, and they might have sent me a screenshot losing a game that was unlosable because the Creativity popped. How do you think lantern? their opponent felt, by the way? How happy would they? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least at least this time I gave joy to, you know, like I was hoping some of my opponents in the showcase would say like, dude, you don't have to get game one. But no one did say in the chat anything. Oh, I was kind of disappointed. Ugh. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. That way they, yeah, Gigantic gives up some scouting equity, you know, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, so the, 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 the conclusion is, like, don't ever listen to me unless you think I'm very sure because I'm completely, you know, like, just clicking buttons. As... Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I said this on the... On the yeah, list. for 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 creativity I've been suggested to add Arbora Grazer and Season Pyromancer on the same on the same line as uh, Sogalanta. I, I played one oh, league so. with Barrow wow. and the Cyborg Creativity, but I realized like, you know, when I was supporting I was like, oh no, I cannot put it. There there was a a a deck list of a player in the energy tournament with a, the one ring in creativity. And it was a paper event, so I wonder if he if he just, you know, was just flipping through it. Well, maybe you just get it, you know, like you just flip it and put it in the play for protection. For that one might not be as. Cost. I don't know. I mean, maybe that. I mean, I'm, I, I believe that. I know. That, I, I believe that one might be conscious. You know, not as bad. You figure maybe you know? sometimes you draw it and it's good. You don't always hit it because it was like only one versus the three yeah. archons. And if you go X equals two, you still always get may- an archon plus like a pretty good card. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't assume that yeah, that was like an accident yeah, or anything. Maybe it's not necessarily an accident. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I this mean, could be. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Do you remember one time me and Mengo were arguing because uh, he, Louis Samuel Del Tour registered three Hallowed Fountains or something? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think there's I like, I was explaining like possible mana based reasons. And Mengo was like, no, he just forgot. I'm like, no, there's no way this guy just forgot. He did, I, and I was like, we really have to work and figure out why he did it. Then I asked him, he's like, yeah, I forgot. And I was like, I don't really want to tell <laughs> Mengo this now. Stop. No one no <laughs> knows everything. No, I think he just forgot to put Fountain in his deck. He didn't play three. Oh, something like that. Zero. I remember, yeah. yeah something it. really weird. He plays, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. In bands, right? Yeah, in bands. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, he forgot it. Yeah, I thought it was... Maybe it's, I'm thinking of a different story than when someone played three. Maybe that's like Calc with his three soft falls. That's probably what I got. Calc. Calc and Super Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. Probably something like that. That was just weird to me, you know? But... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll tell the story. People maybe don't know, but... No, Calc, no, I mean... I know. So... One a GP with three super falls, and that's in his blue red deck. That's a, that's yeah, it was a wild story. number to have. It. It, it was standard, right? So like, it's especially like yeah, well, standard one. with blue blue red Delver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like completely unreasonable because you can tell by you know being a Delver deck that you really want on tap mana. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, let's go back. Well, uh, I, w- I wanted to say one thing more thing is like it's not like I build my deck from scratch, so I didn't think about it. It's just, like I just took a deck. I thought the deck was very well built. And you change one card, and I managed to destroy it. So you know, it's, also be careful. It's hard. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah all, a lot of like, decks are Jenga, you know. Take yeah, that one yeah. Brick I'm saying like, you know, like, like, oh. it, 
like the, the worst part because like I thought like yeah I mean this egg is well built I don't want to touch a shell or anything you know I'm gonna assume this one is better than one I should <laughs> yeah it was a disaster let's go back to Australian tournament like how, how oh yeah so I'll tell you something because I'll tell you something remarkable right so, so I built this deck just to attack black red and you remember Javier that we, uh, uh, we were worried about the black red mirror as well uh, that for, for the first I see mine uh, mine was also Sydney and yours was uh, Sophia right but you know yeah. I was thinking a lot about the mirror which is why like I added an extra bank buster um, so but so across two pioneer RCs I never got paired to black red in the Swiss I just what like how do you play two 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 full days of Swiss and in, in pioneer and you just never see your opponent play a blood type harvester how is that possible <laughs> I mean did it happen once again no, I mean, I'm saying have you at both times. Yeah, like between both. Oh, okay, already. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, didn't play uh, against yeah, it. Like a second. Wow. Yeah. GG. Well, that's just... good for you, though, if you're playing... If you're playing uh... Well, why do you want to play against Ragdos Midrange specifically? You want to play against Sacrifice? No, I mean, I wanted to play against Sacrifice, though, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I maxed out on, like, temporary lockdown, Dream Troll, stuff like that, you know? But, you know, whether regardless of whether it's good or bad for me, I just thought it was, like, very funny. Like, it's just... People talk about, you know, Black Red being, like, this overwhelming presence in pioneer in general and i just didn't see it <laughs> yeah, kind of funny I mean, it's also the, cl the classic where you are you, you know are, but also there was someone in the room that played against like six ragdolls oh yeah definitely know? yeah so, i know one guy who played like mono white and then he played against it like four times in a row or something and i was like oh that's uh oops that's rough for you buddy yeah yeah uh, but that's kind of how i mean pioneer is a bit like that anyway but i mean that that just underscores not <laughs> not going all in on these metagame calls um so that's uh, that's good to know. Uh, so I'm sorry yeah. you failed to qualify for the next one. Uh, yeah, I'm not currently qualified for the next RC, which is kind of funny actually. But you um, have the chance in the P because you're going to PT and qualify for Worlds, so you have like a many chance to just do like fine tournament, right? To qualify. Mm hmm. That's, yes. that's how it works. Like, with, yeah, with the, I mean, just whatever. Uh, yeah. So if I just, uh, I I don't need like a particularly good record at the next. Uh, PT, I think I only need 8-8 to qualify yeah. for the next Pro Tour and skip the RC, but it is a bit odd to be qualified for the next Pro Tour and Worlds and not the next RC, but I don't know. I just got, I just had a particularly unlucky couple of weeks in. with RCQs yeah. because there weren't, there weren't that many RCQs that happened already. And I happened to get particularly unlucky those weeks, which happens. Sometimes you have cold runs. Um, I know that the first season I got particularly lucky the other way. Uh, then I broke to this, and then I think I'm absent for a lot of the RCQs because I'm traveling for other Magic events, which is, you know, <laughs> can't really complain about that. But uh, I played I played the uh, 5K the following day after the RC um, for, you know, to, to which, which offered 16 invites. And it was a kind of tricky call because I was really not feeling like, well, I was like a little bit unwell the previous day, right? Um, and... You know, it's hard to say whether you're truly falling ill or whether your creeping feeling of nausea is to do with uh, registering blue light control. You know, it's 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 very ambiguous. But on Sunday, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not well. This is, and I'm like, should I even go to the event? Like, I don't know, I don't feel great. So I asked, and Javier's like, you know, if I'm not sure, I would just go. You know, like if he says, if I'm ever not sure about whether to play, I just play, and if. Uh, if I if if I know that I don't want to play, then I, I it's very obvious, you know, um, especially as the opportunity is not replaceable. 
So I was like, all right, I'll play. And it was, uh, wow, that was not a great experience for me. Like I was fading in and out. I think there was once there was one round where I nearly just fainted. Well, and I feel really bad mostly for my opponent. Can you imagine losing to someone who's like, who just almost passes out when they're deciding whether to keep? I would be so yeah, mad. Yeah, like the threshold, your threshold must be like so high. I mean, I mean, I don't know, if you're passing out, like how did you even wake up from your bed to go play? Like, I don't know. I mean, I just knew that if I, I would be in the United. I just yeah, do I mean, I, I've been in situations where like my knee hurt a lot or whatever. I would be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to play. But, but you're passing out, it's like a whole different level of like, you know, dying. Yeah, so then I but then I battled it out. I ended up, you know, with a 5-2 record and then missed the RC requalification uh, on breakers. So that was that was great. You know, it was well worth it. So thanks for that advice, Javier. Um, Thank you. You know, I hope yeah. you learned the lesson. I mean, the lesson that I said before, just don't listen to me. That's uh, that's the best lesson I can give overall. I actually, I actually think the advice makes sense, uh, to be very clear for any listener. I think it's well worth considering that that if you're not sure you can just do it. i don't i don't i don't even i don't think it applies to just i'm not even saying this advice in context of magic you know but if you're not sure whether you should do something then i feel like just doing it is pretty reasonable i mean obviously that's context dependent but um i think it's a good rule of thumb like, like putting some fall in your deck. if you're not sure you know just put it and you will learn anyway yeah maybe i don't know maybe i need to think about this more <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm very right, I mean, right now. Um, I, I, you kind of like were not that far there, right? On Sunday, it's uh, it's a pity that you didn't get there. But next time, I, I mean, whatever. Said before, like you got lucky. Remember, the joke was: Have you gone on the Nictus? Mango used to joke this every week. He doesn't joke about oh, it yeah. anymore. So it's been a while. Yeah, because I don't give Nictoses anymore. So um, yeah, also that. But I mean, to be fair, if you're going to get super lucky during and. RCQ season. It's a lot better to get lucky during the one where they give out Nyctosis than the one where they give... What do they even give out now? Eldritch Evolution, that's right. I think it's like... Oh, yeah, I, it's I remember Evolution. getting Selfless Spirit. No, that was last season. I just, I just skipped yeah, those, basically. I got a Selfless Spirit. So, I just straight up skipped, basically, all the Selfless Spirit ones. Um, and I played Mingo all of the Nyctosis the tournament, by the way, right? Mingo also what? had the Pioneer uh, RCQ, is called. No, it didn't. Uh, it didn't fire. It didn't fire. Yeah, but I mean, no, we, I, had, I, like, we talk about this. We talk about this because we had one tournament each line for the weekend. Yeah, so we yeah. Talk about um, next, we will play. Uh, maybe that's why. Imagine, like, maybe if Mango had been qualified, I mean, not sorry. Maybe if Mango's PTQs has not been cancelled, he will have you know prevented me from going full stupid with my deck building choices. Yeah, maybe he he would, he would probably Honestly? have actually the deck and been like, wait, this this doesn't work. This this is yeah. You when know. the when the uh, when the IGS owner called me and told me that uh, they moved it to a different day, I was so happy. Like, cause he called me around like I think after we made the podcast, oh. so I wouldn't need to like worry about Pioneer for the whole week. I was so relieved. I was so happy. Well, that's that's I, a I very up... mango thing, I guess. My goodness. I was. So you can play my mother. I <laughs> no, I spent. I actually drafted a lot last weekend. Oh, nice. I. Yeah, I was uh, with a friend of mine uh, at the beach. I, I brought my Mythic Invitational uh, laptop and redrafted uh, the whole weekend. It was very fun. I learned all the new cards. It was cool. Cool experience. Yeah, I, th yeah. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Like, that's a good experience. You know, you've been in the beach, good weather, you know, drafting, probably hanging with friends. That's kind of good. Everyone, everyone makes fun of you because you're drafting instead of doing other things. That's the Italian. Uh, 
approach. Did he make fun of you? I would be like, wow, that's cool. <coughs> I guess that's why I'm not very good. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I think it's very cool, actually. <laughs> anyway, Anthony uh, told us before that, uh, you know, as, as he mentioned, he hasn't felt he hasn't felt great. So he would um, maybe leave mid-podcast. I don't know, Anthony. Whenever you feel like you want to leave, uh, I think uh, you're, you're free. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a good talk so far. Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. That's the issue. Like, you say that I don't feel well, Anthony. And, then, and you could be like, you know, like your ankle, like your, your elbow is hurting a little bit or you could be dying. But you say, I don't feel very well. And that's it. Like, is it an English matter? Or is it like an Anthony matter? Um, I'm not sure. Like, you say, I what don't do feel you mean? well. I don't feel very well. Can you can it mean like I'm very bad? Because, I mean, at least in Spanish, it's like, you know, like, I, I'm, I would say like, I'm dying. You know, if I'm like passing out or anything. I would not say like, you know, I don't feel completely well. Which might mean I didn't sleep very well. You know, that's all it could, it might it could be, mean. It might be something of an English thing. I'm not sure. Uh... I mean, maybe I'm also Which not that given to. to I, I don't know. Maybe, 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 I guess I'm not making a very strong statement. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I never thought about that. That's a good question, though. Uh, okay, I'm teaching the Spanish ways to Anthony now. You know, it's it's good if you express how bad you are. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I suppose I'm often ambiguous um, <laughs> in my statements. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> See, maybe that was a good example but, of that, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I just said, I suppose that. So, yeah. so, after this uh, round of Pioneer events, Anthony, what would you say uh, was the right choice for your uh, Anzi uh, Super Series final? Was it was it Rackless Midrange? Yeah, I, w- like, I would definitely have played Black Red Midrange. Um, a friend of mine did very well. They, they, they were ninth on, <coughs> on Breakers with Black Red and I really think they would have. They would. I think I feel like they would have cut through a lot of this uh, top eight. Like only only Convoke would be a deck they would be afraid of, right? Um, I think. Uh, yeah, and they had Black Red had a great win rate, um, and they played it because of comfort as well. Like you know, a lot of their team played Sacrifice, and they chose to play uh, Black Red mid range instead. Uh, Dylan Kikawa played Black Red, uh, stuck to their guns, and were very well rewarded. So follow their leader, not mine. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I, ha- I have to play next week. I have. I want to play Pioneer the LCQ for the mocks. So I have another event for Pioneer. So, do you think I should play Black Red on my shoes? I could also play Sacrifice. Not very well, but I guess fine. I could also play Hunai's deck, but this time with no changes. Or I could also play uh, Modern Devotion, or other decks also. <laughs> That's. I don't know. That's Pioneer. I'm, I'm really here. Knows. I'm open for advice. Up. Huh? Who really knows? I mean, it's Pioneer at this point. It's all just reading tea leaves at this point. Uh, you I, could I, you could also copy... Advice. I don't know. Like, one of my... A, a good friend of mine, Matt Anderson, also top-headed with 61-card blue-black control with three rewinds and God knows what other heinous card he found, you know, at the, in, in, in the bottom of his car or whatever that, like you know... Like, reject? Yeah, oh, reject. Yeah. Like, stuff like this. Yeah. That's his intonation. Like, yeah, this I'm going to go with that deck. Just play that deck. I don't know if... if <laughs> it's... I mean, none of, the, I, I none mean, of it makes any sense be, to me. Be te- does this have a cyber guide? Uh, Did you guys see the... Do, do, you, the think the kind of, do you think the kind of lunatic who plays Reject and Thassa's intervention in Pioneer is going to have a sideboard guide? They might. They might. I mean, uh, I can yeah, ask. Also, but... I could also play... Yeah, so the showcase challenge was won by... Mono red splash PNLR console of revival. Oh, the red white burn deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. 
Let's read. Let's read PLR console. Yeah, console Mango Re Reading. Let's do the Mango Reading. Red and a white. Red and a white. Two, three. Top this you control have haste. Whenever you play a land from the exile or cast a spell from the exile, you make a one-one topter. And what do you have? You have four reckless impulse, four brands resolve. So you cast from the exile a lot with those with showdown of the skulls. Do you cast Kumano faces Kakazan as well? No, no, I think so. No, and exiles and returns. But it's a good card. So. Okay. I mean, but you cast Bonecrusher Giant. Bonecrusher Giant. Also triggers, yeah. I mean, I could play yeah. this deck on Zero Games. Obviously, I'm going to play on Zero Games. Or like, maybe a leak. Uh, I could play this so deck So this also. person went 9-1 in the Swiss and 3-0 the top 8 as well. It's a wild brew. So, I mean, it is a brew. I mean, I didn't know like about this deck before. 12-1. Uh, this deck was around... I think, I think it came from someone called Connor Man um, on Twitter, okay. I think. I'm not entirely okay. sure of the okay. origin, but I think that's right. It's been around for a little bit. Um, All right. I, I mean, this looks like it could be not bad. Like you know, it has cheap spells, <laughs> card advantage. Uh, I mean, maybe it's bad. I don't know. But interaction. Maybe it look. It looks like it's good, but it checks a lot of boxes. It checks a lot of boxes for sure because we know Shadow of the Skulls can actually grind people by itself. Yeah. It seems like a pie, a, a popper deck. <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's a bad thing. It does look like a popper deck. That's true. <laughs> With Shadow of the Skulls though. But yeah. Yeah, now I cannot unsee it. This looks like a popper deck. Yes. <laughs> I don't really know. Like the games I watched, it looked, I was not very impressed. Although I think this version does look better than the versions I watched because I think maybe the showdowns were not main deck yet at that point. Although I don't know, it felt like it was very easy to just not do that much. I don't know. You're okay, playing like question. a bunch. Divinations. Yeah, if you have and... one league to play, you will play. You, should I try this deck for one league? And if I like it, play it in the tournament, or should I play invest that league in another thing? If I'm gonna play one league, mm. I mean, I guess you've played with everything else. So the first league, the one league, is going to be more valuable with this than anything else. So yes, okay. I, I think okay. on that basis, I would suggest this for one league and then see. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And it's worth but, knowing. Uh, yeah. You know. the... The showcase had a, it had a classic pioneer meta game of a bunch of different decks and at three mono green as well. So, yeah, you know, definitely, I... definitely a deck that always going to be popular in these uh, Magic Online events, I think, mm -hmm. and very good as well. It's just like which decks are good against mono green of this stuff, and like, sacrifice is worse than Ragdos against mono green, possibly. Mo mono white. Yeah, mono white mono is good. White. But mono white without <coughs> the elements is not as good as it was before, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's zero brave main deck and zero side board. Yeah, like, it looks like mono I mean, maybe this deck is good against mono green because interaction is very good. Maybe I'm saying, I'm speculating, but like, maybe this is good enough. Like, tokens have to be good against mono green as long as they don't face a Polukanos, I guess. Uh, There's good old uh, your incarnation that always does well in this pioneer huge events yeah, somehow. There's always one player doing well, except it's never me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're busy playing uh, Giganta, yeah, can't, I mean, you can't, you can't enjoy Yorian. Yeah, I mean, I, this is yeah. Yorian. Okay, yeah. thank you, Mengu. Now I feel bad about playing Giganta again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the. The, the 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 Patreon Discord had the infos that Javier uh, already registered the uh, Giganta uh, Sunfall as it happened. It was oh, a Lord. pretty fun one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you you shared it as it happened. I, I just felt the need, I just I just you know yeah felt the need to do it like I just said it. I mean I'm also sharing it not because 
you know, I'll, obviously I think it's fun also, but just because if your fellow competitor there and you did something half as stupid, just don't feel as bad, you know, it happens to all of us. That's, uh, you know, like, that's also a reason to share the story for me, hoping to make someone's day better. <laughs> One way or the other, either you make fun of me or you're like, "Oh, this happens to everyone." You know, that there's two, two possibilities. They're both okay. Yeah. The... <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, what about if we move on to another format? How do you feel about like what living pioneer? So we can talk about uh, the next uh, showcase events. I can maybe uh, briefly uh, by myself mention the. Um, some uh, something that went on to, that went on in Modder, as again Anthony and Avier are preparing with uh, um, a testing team for the Pro Tour, so they don't wanna uh, you know uh, give anything away uh, for Barcelona Pro Tour. Uh, but uh, I'm just happy to be uh, to be here and uh, tell you about that. Uh, the the One oh. Ring is a card okay. that has been uh, super popular so... in the. Uh... All right. Well, I'm so you're gonna talk about Modder now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I was already feeling sick, but now, oh, you know, I was already not very well, but now I'm actually just going to go throw up, and I don't even know if it's because I'm sick. So, all right. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you see, that's, we'll, when we'll happen when you, that's when it happens when you speak about modern Mango. We will never know if this was staged. We will never. We will never know if this was staged or if this was planned, but uh, we will uh, say goodbye to Anthony. Hopefully, he can enjoy a nice rest. Uh, it was probably planned in his head, though. I would say, you know, I think he just yeah, left. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he officially left the, the Discord call. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Hopefully, he sent the the, the file and all. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let's just. Keep, I mean, so now, now, just, now you, 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 you killed Anthony about talking about modern. Just might as well just talk about modern, right? It's just me and you now of year, but uh, let's talk oh, a little oh, bit about Oh, you know, you know what's time too then, you know? Now you, you, you kicked uh, Anthony, Popper. MTG Finance. <laughs> oh, we can talk about Popper as well. Oh, also that. <laughs> Ooh, MTG Finance and Popper. All right, I mean, I have so much MTG Finance to, to share with you guys. Actually... Nobody wants to know about the the ring. Like everybody knows, good. Let's talk about MTG Finance. That's that's actually. Cool. I mean, so, it's it's a thing of the week, right? Like everyone's talking about this, like how it's actually like yes. not not keeping the thing of the week. Yeah, that's true. There's only three cards that are good from Lord of the Rings uh, that are valuable. That are the Lighted Alfling, Orchish Bowmasters, and the One Ring. But yeah. the One Ring has been insane. Like I didn't buy it soon because you know classic. You don't buy it soon because blah blah blah, and now like it's just skyrocketed online. It's over 100 ticks in paper, it's over 50 euros. It's, it's, it's just strange in online. This has never happened, like because this, this card is like 120 ticks, 100 ticks. There has been in Magic History a few cards that were like hyper expensive, but they were like Richard Port or Lionside Diamond or whatever, they were like fringe cards for fringe formats. But this is the first time, like you know, the, I feel like. There's a huge barrier now, this week at least, at yeah, now, for, to play like Modern Legacy and if you want to play Rings in and, Magical Line. And that's not good, I think. And what happens is that uh, both, both me and you have a collection. Is in, we buy cards and they are sitting in our account. But most of the people, I would say, use uh, loaning systems. Uh, 
And those systems always struggle, you know, of course, getting the new car. So every time uh, someone on my team tried to build it up with the one ring or bowmasters, they were missing it. So they, I, I had to like borrow and things like that. There's a player that bought some rings and like put in one account to share for the whole team. And uh, yeah, so this is definitely something that goes on right now. A lot of people are kind of like, they want to try the ring deck, but they can't. Uh, you know, at the same time, though, those who have the ring put in every deck. So you see that the ring is just going to every deck right now in modern, which is you know maybe supposed to be because the card is good. It's just very weird. And I would say that uh, there's a lot of hysteria around going on because also the people that don't want it, sorry, they don't have it. They don't know if they should buy it because it might get banned. Or even, I, I or like even drop. A... Like, I mean, even if it doesn't get banned, like, it, let's say, you know, Magical Line goes like, you know, I'm going to have the ring on the Trisha chest or whatever, and it plummets from 140 to like 50. You're losing like $400, you know, like 400 ticks. That's that's money. That's This is not like, okay, I'm losing 30 ticks because the carb drops. It's like actually like some money. Yeah. Like, it's, this is, yeah, so this is strange. There's a... It's not a common. Yeah, there's... I, I never remember anything like this in Magical Line. That's why I think this MTG Finals actually like is. It, it matters because this effect, if you're a competitive player, you're deciding to buy or not the ring, it, you're in a situation where, you know, you're forced to make a sort of an economic decision. Yeah, there's, there's a, it's very much different, the MTG Finance in paper and online, because in paper, this card is not going to drop, like, not a chance, unless, of course, they ban it in modern, which is, let's say it's unlikely, I mean, it might happen, but definitely unlikely soon, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in paper, you know, if you want to play whatever four color omnath, if you have spent already thousands of euros building the four color omnath deck, you know, at this point, might as well buy it, even if it's like the double the price that it was last. But it's fine. I mean, but yeah, omnath? you also have to buy ragavans yeah. at this price. Like for for paper, I think fifty euro a card that will not drop because also you might put this in the queue, put in commander decks or whatever. Like I think it's fine, but for hundred forty for a card online that just might plummet because some anything, that's very tricky. Yeah, although it must be said that uh, yeah, the the the, the paper price, uh, sorry, the online price, is so weird because for example, Kappa Kandanir or Miskimbu were the same; they were hundred ticks, and now they're five ticks. So you you never know what Daybreak can do to Magic Online, uh, uh, the One Ring. Like, and they can just say right now you can open one, uh, one in twelve hundred chests. Yeah. You have the chance of opening the ring. But that might just do one in, I don't know, 400. And now it goes from 120 to 40, like in, exactly. in, in you know, in five days. No, it could be even in, in, in a day because we don't, I mean, of course we know like this price bump has to do a lot with the rental services because these rental services need the car to provide the services because they will lose, lose subscriptions otherwise. So there's a lot of demand there. But also we don't know how many of these swings are also having like speculated on i assume not too many because i think if you had rings to speculate on you will sell them at 120 right but it bumped the price already so it's hard to know how much is rental services how much is like natural demand or whatever but if it's a lot of like not that much natural demand but, but more like you know i want to use it now and that's it i plan to sell if they announce they're going to be more common in treasure chest this might just plummet like the day of the announcement I'm talking about hours, not saying like in five days it could go to 40. It could be like in hours it could go like to 60, you know, similar to when they ban things because yeah. at this point it's like sort of a small stock, right? A $100 stock. So I, I will be like a little bit reluctant to buy them unless you specifically need to play them like now because you're kind of like putting some, a lot of like your magical line wealth and risk in my opinion, which I think this, those are also like 
a good uh, car to use rental services on, which is in the first place why they're so expensive. You know, if you see, you see like this, is like a kind of a sharp circle, and that's an issue, honestly. I mean, it's an issue. We I think I think this has never happened in Magical Line like this, like this exaggerated for a car that's like a multi-format stable, which. Because the other cars like Mixed Kambu or whatever, like or like Pernicious D, they were never like this needed, you know? Yeah, but the, yeah. the thing is that uh, if there's a, a mock showcase, for example, you feel like you really want to have it because otherwise you are at a disadvantage against the field. Like, hard availability issue shouldn't be a problem for competitive magic. But it was. But it, is. it was this weekend. Like, there were, I mean, yes. there, were, there was a modern showcase this last week. I, yeah. I, I eventually got them barely on the very last moment because there were no boats. So there were no rings in the boats, in the bots, and there were no rings in the render services. So now you see the mock showcase challenge and there are decks that feel like, you know, they play one ring, but it, you feel like you will, you will play more, but you just couldn't play rings. And then you see decks, like I have, I had many friends that asked me for rings because they were going to play the mocks and they just could, could not physically get the rings. I'm talking the people that were willing to spend 400 tickets in the rings. Uh, imagine also if you cannot, but like, even if you were willing to buy the rings, uh, you could not buy the rings the day before the mocks on the day of the mocks. Um, I mean, I think that's not good. I mean, I don't know how the daybreak, uh, how the daybreak people want to uh, manage this, but having a mock showcase and making it impossible so people can get the cards this is not what competitive magic is supposed to be about, you know? Like, I have more friends that actually might have the cards that they can lend me, puts me in a better position because it's impossible to buy them. I, I think that's not good. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they care, but for me, it's very, it looks bad, you know? They're just making the tournament about something else, and I never like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're going to raise the uh, chance, like the, the possibility of opening them in chest soon. Uh, maybe yeah, that's gonna that's gonna happen for sure. Because that's also like the way that magic the magical line keeps afloat with the treasure chests. Because like for example, Atraxa's shield red used to be fifty ticks and now it's like ten, and it's been like the trend for a while that your collection just sinks. Like you know, rental services. Sure, you spend money to keep um, to keep the rental services, but also just having a collection. It's like every month. Uh, the um, the constant uh, how do you say like changes of these cars just eats your your collection value that doesn't happen in paper I think exactly no so, I think I think that so, that's a good point it's not easy to calculate if it's better to have a collection or to rent it at this point having a collection is like more easy but I'm not sure it's even better because of what Mango says like the cars just always sink no. because of this reason it's like a, yeah, a reverse like, inflation surely. in a way. You know, yeah, and it's yeah, tricky. Yeah, like to, today I've been uh, been asked that on stream, and again I want to repeat, I'm not sponsored by any rental services at all. But overall, if I just could go back, that's definitely the play I'd make. Since like I see my collection, cards just like going down, you know, every yeah, every update basically, and it's kind of it. Like you just keep the cards because that's my job, and you know, I want to have the cards. I don't want to be dependent on a rental services not having the cards. So I just have you know the cards to play with and make content with, but I definitely understand that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, not everybody is in my spot. I feel like kind of similarly, not the stronger, but I feel like it's in a similar situation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wise words. But anyway, uh, 
MTG finance aside, the model format definitely changed, and I'm actually super excited for it. Uh, we have a, a decent-sized event in Bologna, uh, not this weekend, but the next one. The LMS is going to have, I believe, like over 500 people. Like, Are you going to go? Yeah, know, right? I'm, I'm going for sure. Yeah, I still have to decide. Am I going uh, to get the Molino dinner picture, please? Oh, we were talking, uh, I was talking to Simon because he's also coming. And I told him that uh, one of the two days, uh, either Friday or Saturday, is gonna come. Only one. One spot. Mm. I can, yeah. But but I I told him we are you know eight Italians, so you know get ready for a, a lot, <laughs> not that much English and a lot of Italians. Yeah, that's great. Though. I mean, I'm, I think Simon has basics of languages as well, so he will be fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but me, me and people are going. I'll also do a meet and greet on Friday morning. So if you are in Bologna. On Friday morning, there's going to be the the ultimate guard boots. I'll play against whoever. Best of one. If you beat me, one pack of sleeve. If you lose, probably one pack of sleeves as well. I don't know. <laughs> they they have a lot of uh, free things to give out. And uh, that's going to be a definitely a, a cool event that we can look forward to it a lot. And then after that event, I have to practice for SEAL because... Um, oh, yes. They... They have announced uh, the uh, the return of the GP basically in uh, in in uh, in Barcelona. Uh, it's a seventy five thousand limited seventy five thousand dollars limited open. Yeah. And uh, it's a two day event on Friday. It's eight rounds of Swiss sealed of uh, the Lord of the Rings and players with eighteen or more match points advance to day two. And then the day two formula is two drafts and any player with 12 wins uh, gets or, or top eight gets a PT invite. So, yeah, and the price payout is $15,000 to the first one. And the uh, price payout up until the 96th. So, yeah, that's an event that we were definitely eager to have a uh, magic. And they announced it for Vegas, which, you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going. So I was like, ah, bummer, but okay. And then when they said it, it's, come, it's happening also in Barcelona, I was so happy to see. Yeah, I mean, it looks like similar. It's probably going to feel similar to the old GPs or whatever. Uh, I mean, I cannot play it, obviously, because I will play in people in the PT. But I think it's cool that they do these tournaments. I mean, you know, obviously, these, having these tournaments will probably have an impact on how many RC slots do you have, because the way you know, they, they want to keep the PT somewhat small. So these PT slots, given these tournaments, are going to come from other places likely the RCS, um, but yeah, I mean, this will probably feel very similar to the RC as well. I am not exactly how these two tournaments will coexist because even the price is similar and the PT spots are similar. So, you know, if they are like somewhat common, even like one every two months or whatever, it will pr probably drive some people out of the RCQ systems. That's like the only issue I can say with it. But on the other hand, well, having a limited competitive tournament is very cool. Like, because we had like all the all the constructed situ like path to qualify, and now you can qualify playing limited, which I think is, you know, it's good for the game, also good for the competition. So, I think it's it's overall good, even though I see some downsides. So, um, I would say that this is going to happen every um, every mythic uh, every magic champion every I already call it every magic con. So it's going to happen in Barcelona, in Vegas. I don't know the next one. Whenever it's gonna happen, I think I'm in February, so that's a long time. Long time, yeah. Wow, February. What are we, what are we gonna do in some in a long months without playing? Well, if we 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 can grind the uh, local legacy events. 
or go to Bologna to eat and play. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I gotta play some steel because I only play drafts. I had a great uh, run with uh, with Boros, and to the point that I was only reading Boros cards. But eventually, uh, I have to read also the green cards. At some I don't point, know why sure. M M mango drafting. You know, just stick to the mango drafting. That has worked for yeah, no, no well drafting short. Yeah, but sealed. Uh, I gotta, I gotta read it. Cards <laughs> yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, sealed was. No. Uh, I think uh, I'm not the big biggest fan of sealed tournaments, but I also think it's fun. Like I think the games often get to be very fun. So you know, I mean, I will have, I will play this tournament if it was like this weekend. I just obviously cannot play it because of pity. But I think it's a like a better win open. Which by the way, I think there's a win open this weekend. Some friends reminded me there, this week. Um, there you know, is, yeah. Good opportunity to play sealed, also to play drafty, to play arena for some stakes. Uh, you know, Arena will not try to get you. It will just tell you, are you sure you're going to murder your own creature? You know, so that that's uh, an upside. <laughs> also, playing those Arena Open for me, it's it's funny to say, but it's free. Because uh, back in the uh, MPL days, I was streaming Arena the whole day and I grinded so many gems. And now I don't play Arena anymore, like zero. So I have like all those gems sitting there that whenever I played Arena Open, it's like, you know, it kind of like it's it's a free actual free roll, play. right? Actually free. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I but I only play one because you know. If you play too I many, feel... it will stop being free. Yeah. No, but also like it's against magic tournaments that you have a rebuy. You just you lost. That's it. I'll see you next time. You know, mm, that's an interesting. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I. I don't love that they have this revised situation because, you know, it can le lead into, like, unhealthy dynamics where, you know, you feel bad because you're losing, you keep revising, and you also see in social media, like, everyone posting that they're doing well or whatever because people don't do well, don't post it. So I think it's... I don't like it a lot, but for me personally, I think it's good. I never go, like, 10 bullets or whatever, but I like to play two or three whenever I play a tournament like this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I kind of think it's probably anyway, they don't. I mean, I don't know. I have not thought too much about this, but yeah. About the people that don't do well, don't post it. I actually wanted to counter that argument, and I remember posting about it last time when I didn't do well, and my tweet just didn't get any likes. You know, so I was like, this is negative content for me, so I'm not gonna tweet anymore that I did poorly in the tournament because people want to always. I don't know, I guess, read or like tweets that are positive. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, I understand that, but so, then there's yeah. this shadow, you know, like this this guy, this person just playing like alone and they just busted four bullets because they lost four winning innings or whatever yeah, yeah. and they just keep seeing no, how everything... be me. Yeah, it can be rough and some me. people, you know, especially like, let's say you had like a rough week or whatever, the world can just start like, you know, and you end having like t 15 uh, bullets, and which, you know, starts becoming like, f maybe for your relevant amount of money, whatever, you know. Like, it's, it's a, yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the structure as it is, but it has some upsides, and I think it's fine either way, because the stakes are, at the end of the day, like, just some gems there, but, like, um, yeah, I think I think this could be a very long um, argument is a word, I guess, you know, like, you could just point a lot of good things about things about this, but definitely what what's, I think you cannot deny is, like, the flexibility of the arena open is just great. Like compared to the old school tournaments, like the all like magical line mocks or whatever, mocks, where you yeah. have to stay the whole day there, you also like it struggle like you know even going down to lunch fast. You know, arena is just like so good for that. You just play your open. You can be you can go yeah. to the beach, take a bath, have lunch, come back, keep playing. Like 
wow, you know? <laughs> yeah, the the mocks is also free basically because I have all the QPs from uh, my streams, but I just I just can't see myself playing. Yeah, but it's like, not free in terms of like a day. Like you can just play the mock. Yeah. You can play Rune Open on Saturday and just have a family lunch and just go to the beach to, af to with your friends on the afternoon and still play the open. So it's it's not free in terms of like your social life slash what you do in your with your day or night. Like you can have a birthday at dinner and you still can play the Rune Open, right? But if you have the mocks and you do fine, you cannot go to the family lunch, you cannot go to the beach, and you cannot go to the dinner, which I think uh, yeah, yeah, is not very good. My, my, <laughs> yeah, my, my situation is definitely different than most people. Like, I literally play Magic Online every day for work, and then in the weekend, I don't want to do it again. Whereas people are, you know, playing, working throughout the week and then play Magic Online as a... Like in the weekend, as a like, how do you say? Yeah. No, of course, your situation well, is very hobby. special. Yeah. But even if you are not like this, even if you're like working every day and just have some magic time every day on the night, and that's fine. But you still might have some things to do in the weekend. You know, you might have a family and you might have kids or whatever. Like if you're having kids and you want to do things with your kids, playing a mock sealed of ten rounds seems to me like you know not easy compared to playing the open. And also, you know, yeah, I don't know, I just. Think the arena open type of a structure should be is one of like just so much better than I kind of wish if we could have something like this for bigger tournaments. Like I wonder if Magical Line could have something similar because I think that's where the arena tournaments will really become the best. Like I I like the arena software more, but that's a different matter. But I think this structure where you can just craft your life and still play the tournaments, I think that that's better. Sure, that's okay, but I really dislike that you have rebuys. No, no, absolutely. No, no, I'm not saying, like, I'm not talking about rebuys. I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. imagine, like, if you could play, like, a huge Mox Seal tournament without rebuys, but you can just, like, league your rounds. Like, you can, it's an eight-round league for one day. That would be just much better, I think. Of course, there are some downsides to that, but, like, I think that's something worth experimenting on because maybe more I, people will play those, thin, those things, you know? Like, I, I mean, I don't have the yeah, numbers, but I, but I, assume, I assume Open yeah. gets more people than Mox. I mean, only only magic, only them, only they have the numbers and never release them. But I think they have like thousands of people playing the arena open, whereas they have like three hundred people playing the mocks. Yeah, like, like because it's super convenient. Like it's very easy. I mean, I have infinite friends that play. I mean, I have, I have a lot of people they know that just play the arena open. They're like, you know, yeah, I'm playing the open. Also, you don't need to do that much. But like when they have to play like a um, skilled PTQ, they're like, yeah, I mean, I cannot just like empty my whole day because also if you do like. You don't make any plans or whatever, and then you do wrong, and then you have no plan, which is for me it's a worse situation, you know. And they ask me like, "Hey, can right. you can you go for a paddle match on Saturday?" And I'm like, "Well, I cannot because I have a mox at five. I'm not likely to be busy at that time, but you know, I cannot say yes to the match because then if I make six two or top eight, I cannot go, right? And then I bust the tournament zero two, and I'm like, okay, this is eight p.m. and I have no plan whatsoever." That's that's a bad feeling I keep getting every week, and that's a bad feeling I never get with Arena, and I like that. You know, I'm talking for the small mocks, small things, of course. Obviously, you cannot play you, the full way out, but are you playing any mocks this weekend? There is Popper and Legacy. I'm certainly playing Popper. Uh, I don't know what yet. Um, I start I started a league with your deck, so I'm gonna play this full league and see how it goes. I was one one, so it doesn't look very good. Yeah, last Saturday I also played my deck in the Popper League, mm. and uh, it was funny because first round I got played against the Trophy Leader, we plays Familiars, and I know that I would have traded uh, 35 minutes of my life for a loss, and that's exactly what happened. 
Yeah, I like Familiars a lot, but I don't know. It just seems to not do very well in tournaments, and I don't know why. Because on paper, it looks like it could be the best deck easily. So I don't know. Why is not the best deck, Mengu? You have, like, a 0-100 matchup against Ponza, which is super, like, the easiest deck of all time, as well as quite popular. It's not good, but it is super easy and popular. Okay. So that having, like, a 0-100 matchup, I think, tanks your win rate, because it's, like, a game loss. I didn't. I didn't know it was that bad. Like, I felt like Familiars can come up very fast, but I understand. Yeah, they attack. No, you. no, it can't come up very fast. Also, like you destroy the bounce land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. General... No bounce on the GG. Yeah. Okay. I mean. No, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Because I play Affinity. And, uh... I play Voros. I play. Whenever I play against that deck, I always lose. Like my my proper story is like I just lose against Familiars. Like no matter what I play. So. Yeah, but I think they ended up not doing great at the end. But anyway, and then I lost again to. Uh, I, I won a round and then I lost against the phones, of course, in the zero one bracket. Of course. And then I lost to um, Affinity. It was a close match. I went one to drop, but then you know it was Saturday afternoon, so it was good. It was a pretty convenient. I finished at one p.m. So. I will but anyway, probably not play your deck. Yeah, but I will try. Yeah, my deck. My deck, I think, was an amazing metagame call for that weekend of Poppergeddon because Mono Red and Mono Blue were the most popular, and they're both good matchups. But you know, overall. There are. Do you have any suggestion for me? Like, I think you should play this deck. Uh, I don't think there's anything obvious. Okay. And I will do my search. yeah, yeah. I think though. that there is not anything obvious. And like if I you see, have if... time to if you have time to dedicate to, to 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 the games, I think playing as you said, like Familiar or Altar Tron is great. But you can't like you know double queue or do any, literally anything else. No, through, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to need to test because I'm testing for modern and the such. No, 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 no. I'm not saying test, but like during oh, the okay, tournament. Okay. I might play the Altatron then. I might because I like the deck a lot and I think it's. Uh... Altatron featuring Lembas yeah. is much better now. All right. Because you have car selection, you have um, life gain. Yeah. I might, Lembas I might is try great. that. Lembas looks good. Yeah. I mean, Legacy, I have not decided yet. If I'm going to play it, I'm going to skip because I qualified for the showcase anyway. It's a cool tournament, but I also don't have a deck. Uh, so I have no idea. I have not played Legacy in a while. Um, so I will probably see what's up on Saturday. And depending on how I feel, I will play it or not. Honestly, I have no idea. Probably, I mean, I assume the Arkish Bowmasters are, like, good in the format. But I don't know how good. And Yeah, one, uh, uh, there was a SCG tournament and the Orkish Bowmasters were very popular. Like, uh, Black Green, uh, Elvish Reclaimer, Toolbox deck won... Yeah, not a mono black deck with it. One, they both had four bowmasters. Yeah, so it's it's like yeah. maybe this is a moment to not play a brainstorm deck, but I also don't another, know which one I will be playing. Uh, like it's very another tricky. another popular card of the new set is fourth L Lingas exclamation mark. Um, I don't know that? what that means either of the words, but it's an X red white sorcery. You make it's from Commander. You make X two two human creature with trample haste, and whenever one or more creature deals combat damage to a player this turn, you become the monarch. So it's a sorcery card that can be either a three mana two two trample haste, you become the monarch, or yeah. it's like a fireball. And uh, you know this is I, I bought it for the cube. It's actually like fifteen euro already in paper, and the magical and it's thirty ticks. So it's definitely a card that people are trying, and. Uh, I think it's good in Legacy. I think it was played in uh, Jiskai Delver. 
Seen it. I mean, it's a three mana monarch, right? Kind of, if you can contact. Exactly. Like, if you, if you know you're gonna connect, it's like I imagine you pay three, you do this, I go snuff out in my my soul tie scam deck, which I still like and would love to play in soon. I know. Yeah, maybe this is fine. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I will have to play a little a little bit for the showcase, but I also don't want to test too much, so it will be like yeah, one or two leagues. So I'm just probably gonna wait. Or copy one deck that feels well positioned and just try to, you know, like net deck it and pray for the best because I just cannot justify putting too much work into these and then, you know, do horrible in the PT because I know how bad I will feel. I'm pretty sure you, you can I know mean, what I mean. The PT is so long from now that <laughs> I don't think playing one or two leagues. No, I know, but, but yeah, but I, I cannot never play. Yeah, but I cannot play for like three days legacy because I need to be drafting. No, no. I know that's. So yeah, I mean, I kind of want to play. I miss Legacy, so I will certainly play some Legacy. Uh, maybe Grixis oh, yeah. with Bowmasters. I mean, this is like a natural fit because I'm at the end of the day like an Delver player, so I can just play Delver with Bowmasters. Um, yeah, versus Delver Bowmasters also. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably something I might pick up or Delver Shadow. I mean, like, sorry, like Shadow with Bowmasters. I mean, so a tempo deck, like a classic tempo deck. That's something I might play, but it's not very easy for me to tell which one so i don't think i'm gonna play initiatives so, but maybe if that card is good enough yeah. if you tell me it's good enough i might try it actually man from now until uh, the lms i'm gonna focus on modder because of the lms but uh last week i, I played uh, three leagues of legacy i had a, i had a blast like it was great i feel like the leagues of legacy are just so fun you don't have any i don't know living end versus strong matchup or I guess I don't play any of these. And yeah, I mean, they, they sure exist because Animator is like a tier one-ish, right? I mean, Bowmasters probably made Animator a little bit better even. You think so? Presumably. I mean, they just don't affect, they don't interact with uh, Bowmasters. And they attack blue decks, and blue decks are what keep Animator in check, presumably, right? So I, I will say yeah, yeah, yeah. in a vacuum, Animator must be better now. Does it make sense? Mm, but Rainy Major always does so poorly at showcases. It's always the most popular deck by a lot. It has like a 35 win percentage. It's Yeah. I think last time it was the most popular deck and the highest, like the, how do you say, the the, the one that, the, the highest place finisher was like 18 or something. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic Mox animator. It's like Ponza. It's like Ponza in Popper. It's Ponza in Popper. It's Ponza so it's a lag deck that's yeah. not very good? Is that what you mean? It's a lock deck that people pick up because, like, oh, I don't know anything. I just pick up a lock deck. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a they pick it up. That's a reasonable and thing to do. they'll never top eight at 10 round tournament. That, that's again, like, obviously, if you're listening and you're a, a reanimator player, you think I'm very wrong. I am very happy to be wrong, but this is what I believe. I Whenever I pick reanimator, I feel like it's way harder than it looks. Like, I find myself having these, like, six card hands that are, like, bad, but, like, playable. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know, this is supposed to be super easy, but I'm actually facing decisions that I have no idea what to do with. You know, like, it's... All right, yeah, it's yeah. a different skill set. Like, the thing is, Reanimator is, even if you're very good at magic, it doesn't translate very well. Like, you can be extremely good at drafting, and then you have Reanimator in your hand, and nothing of what you know actually helps you in deciding whether to keep or not that hand that, you know, has no tomb, but whatever, you know, like... like it, it's yeah, th th those decks are harder than I, they look like. I think, at least the I have not I don't okay. know about the Ponza, but at least Animator because it's like, you know, a combo deck in the form of the Force of Wills. It's always hard to for me to keep Molly and whatever. 
Okay, later I will post in the Carnies Discord, the, the Patreon Discord, um, my choices for both Popper and uh, and Legacy. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Welcome back, Mingu. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know why. Anyway, I'll share with you the uh, Sultai scam deck that I've been adjusting with the Orcs. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh anyway we haven't put said anything about the the the, the patreon but we do have a, a patron at patreon.com slash carnies where uh you can chat with us uh no patron this week but uh again you you could have you could have uh you could have seen javier live <laughs> sharing yeah. his failure with uh <laughs> with the uh, the sunfold uh all right. Anyway, I think we could uh, we can be good for the day. I there's a lot of questions I bring because I think there are questions that a lot of competitive players will be facing. Also, you know, like also I I'll, I put this situation where you have a limited amount of time to test because I think that's also a situation where a lot of people are in before tournaments. I think that that's a good thing. So, but yeah, um, I think we're good for to go right, Mango, for the day. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Uh... Wrap it up if you want, and I'll see you guys uh, next week. We're going to talk about uh, Javier win in a popper showcase with uh, Altertron. Yeah, so one time. If I don't time out, which is going to be challenging, but yeah. All right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. For listening. Cheers. Bye. Mm-hmm.